2: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. S-E-N-Z Alright, let's go back, Kimpy. Let's try and put together a little timeline here. In double eight, double three. the Temper percent post text machine, but please, actually, the Hire phone line 0800 help us out because we're going to miss things. I've just in the news there tried to scribble up a little timeline of events and I would have missed things. But I can't really remember a week more tumultuous in my lifetime, uh, for New Zealand rugby and for the All Blacks brand. They lost in historic and terrible fashion. That was a week ago. It feels like a month ago. the the, the way that Andy Farrell outclassed, outcoached, out mentored, out inspired, and then the players out executed the All Blacks I mean. A week on are you, have you got your jaw off the ground you Kempy? No no, I
0: haven't, and I'm still waiting for some answers that's uh, like everyone else in the in the country just waiting for some answers and you know, I think some very very um good questions have been asked you know what's going on you know you you're so if it wasn't the world cup um heading our way, I don't think it'd be so intense, but at the moment it looks like again, the
2: door's been shut and no one wants to talk. And look, I'm not going to give you the context because you've all been here, you've all known about it. We've been talking about this for two years now. Uh, I mean, we lost to Argentina for the first time. So after this win win by Ireland in the weekend, which was nothing short of miraculous and just amazing the way that they levelled up to play, Ian Foster in the post-match, he mentioned to us that we probably didn't understand how good Ireland was which I didn't like. I didn't take that comment kindly, but I understood what he was trying to say, that the rest of the world has caught up. But I think that he didn't need to say that we probably didn't need to know that because I think we do know that. We understand that the rest of the world is at an echelon now that the All Blacks haven't kept up to. So the next day when CEO of New Zealand Rugby, Mark Robinson, does a pretty unprecedented step of releasing a statement and, and his words says that the performance has been unacceptable, I think personally I, I thought, yeah, cool, that's awesome. I love that we're getting on the front foot here unfortunately at that stage I hadn't realized that the press conference had been cancelled which you usually traditionally get a press conference to wrap up a series on a Sunday, Um, you'd expect Ian Foster, potentially Sam Kane, to be made available, at this stage there was a bit of murkiness about why that press conference had been cancelled, Jeff Wilson even went on TV and actually said that there wasn't even meant to be a press conference, that was found out to be not true, there was always going to be a press conference but what came from that was rumors that ian foster was going to be sacked because why would you cancel it you'd usually just front and say um you know fighting words like this isn't good enough i understand that we're not doing good enough but when you take it away you leave the public in a place where you think that your mind goes to a place where you draw conclusions that oh here we go the wheels are in motion here And when you you paired that with the unacceptable statement that Mark Robinson made, it really did make sense until we got one of the more bizarre social media posts that I've seen on LinkedIn of all places. Not Instagram or Snapchat for you millennials. (laughs) LinkedIn, use LinkedIn,
0: Kempi? Oh, very rarely. I've got a LinkedIn page, but you know, i
2: look at it LinkedIn once Pro. a fortnight maybe. Are you on the premium LinkedIn? No, not a chance. Well, <laughs> Joe Malcolm probably is because she's prolific on it. Uh, she's the contractor that was tasked with looking after the All Blacks media and I've dealt with Joe for a number of years and she's always been very helpful, to be honest. I think she's pretty decent at her job and, well, I've never had an issue with her. And I still haven't really. Although, she took responsibility for cancelling the press conference in her own words. She said, My bad. The reason she gave was that she thought that the media was being unfair to Ian Foster and Sam Kane by asking them about their performance and what they thought that their uh, place and their job security was, especially Ian Foster. So she took it on herself to say that we weren't going to do it. So that happened. It is bizarre. And I don't know. I haven't asked Joe, but I think in reflection, she might, if she had her time again, I, she might change some of the wording. I don't know. I'm speaking for her there, so I, I don't know that. But. Look, that's what happened. There was another social media post later on in the week from another member of the uh, All Blacks media team, which was also quite strange. But anyway, by the by, let's carry on the timeline silence this is a part of the week where we had silence kempie it got into about tuesday wednesday wednesday thursday and we thought that there was going to be a squad for the rugby championship named on wednesday we didn't get that uh we asked mark robinson if he wanted to come on the show and just let us know where we're at there was no planned media at that stage uh as far as i'm aware i haven't checked my emails in the last 15 minutes so there's still no planned media but we are getting leaks now and this is what happens when you don't communicate, leaks starting appear, that there will be a squad named today and that Ian Foster will be retaining his job. But that wasn't it. The silence also led to, well, I guess, (laughs) criticism. More criticism, ironically. Columns were written, penned. Um, People were... Talkback calls were taken, fielded, where the rugby public felt very disappointed. Then you get this... um, this video released of an all-black great, one of our greatest half-backs, and he's the man that commentates like him or hate him, loathe him, whatever. Justin Marshall is, he is one of our finer rugby brains, I think. He watches more rugby than a lot of people. And having a verbal altercation with Akira Yuani and the All Blacks on the Saturday night, a video emerging of that, Kimpy, when you saw that, could you believe what you were watching?
0: No, I couldn't. And, I, you know, it's not a good look when you've got old boys and in, in, the, in the current crop having arguments... You know I can't talk about it because it wasn't there or or what it was about um but it's not a really it's not really that good a look is it when you you lose a series you go straight out that night and then you end up having an in- in-house fighting um and that breaks after everything that you've just said has happened you know so someone's kept it up their sleeve and thought, oh well, no, this is a really good time to <laughs> break it and, and add fire you know petrol to the fire so um you know some really interesting comments that you've made there's like some of them. You know, Joe, when she's come out and said, you know, I made a decision that the coach and and that don't have a press conference. Well, where's your CEO? Shouldn't that be run past your CEO? Well, you tend to think that she probably did run it past him, did she? Um, We don't
2: know. But you
0: you see, there's so many unknown parts to this um, conversation that I'm listening to you once again and I'm going, there's a definite divide between what's happening at front office and what's happening
2: on the team bus and I want to I want to touch on that Kimpi. I don't think and I don't want to speak on behalf of you I need you to call me 0800 150 811 to let me know what you think but I don't think any of us are actually necessarily blaming the team their performance wasn't good enough we know that But this this whole cluster that this week has become, it's got nothing to do with Ian Foster. I guarantee you Fozzie would have gone up there and faced the media. He's done it hundreds of times before. He's had bad losses before. This might be worse than them, but he would have done it. Sam Cain, he oozes humility. The guy is a, a super bloke. He knows he's under pressure. He would have got up there and fronted. The players, I'm not blaming the players for any of this. But... What I will say that the players probably need to take more responsibility on, and I think you agree, is on Saturday night, do not engage with a former All Black, even if he is being lippy. Who cares? I don't know what the scenario was. I don't personally think you should have been out because I, I think you're doing the jersey a disservice after your performance you've put in then to go out, and I understand they have lives and they're allowed to blow off steam, but I think there's always a time and a place... And they've been caught up now, where this has come back on the players, and it's unfortunate. And the nail in the coffin this morning, if you're waking up, well, we got a little bit of breaking news. Um, ding, ding, ding. Scott Robertson has signed. He is going to be head coach of the Barbarians in a game against the All Blacks.
0: So, so that means Fozzie's still got the job, and <laughs> you, it's it's all it's all playing out in the back rooms without anyone talking. And you're dead right, you know, like the. The, the, the worst thing about this is that, you know, if you don't know, the All Blacks just don't go out and have a beer in and amongst the public um, arena. They normally get ushered out into a private space. But even, even worse um, for this whole scenario is that they have security, like full-time security that follow them around everywhere. And they've allowed this to happen. That's, that's the question. If I was, you know, um, part of the management, I'd be saying, well, where were you? How come you you didn't stop this before it was escalated? How come it's Caleb Clark settling it down when we're paying you to look out for the players? So there's a a heap of um, areas that are really contentious at the moment. And I just think there's a disconnect somewhere, like a massive disconnect. And until I guess they sort that out, maybe they're sorting that out at the moment. That's why it's taken so long, Louis. Um, But the disconnect is now playing out in the public arena.
2: You're right, and look, the performance on the field wasn't acceptable. Mark Robertson addressed that. Will he then address that the performance off the field has been equally as poor this week? Will he send out a tweet and a statement saying that my staff have enacted and we are actually well, not... Well, where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? And you know what the biggest word is here? And it's uh, so ironic because that's what all these well-paid people are, are labelled. Where is the communication? You know, you've got you've got...
0: We want to be more accessible, mate. I sat there in the room when you did your four-hour presentation to every media outlet in New Zealand and you said, we want to be more accessible. Transparent. Transparent. And here we Honest. are. We're, we're Friday the week after the Irish test and we've got nothing.
2: We're guessing and media is speculating that Ian Foster keeps his job. It looks like he certainly does now. Scott Robertson will be coaching the Barbarians. He's not going to coach the All Blacks. We painted this out earlier in the week. What happens to the assistants? Well, now we speculate. What happens to Sam Kane? Media is now saying he's lost his job. The speculation is unfair. It's what unf-
0: about Sam Kane? How I feel like, for is him? Everyone thinking about what about Sam Kane? You know, like, th- there's more than one article out about Sam Kane that started coming out last night that he's lost the, the the captaincy to Sam Whitelock. I think personally, I think it's a really good idea that
2: Sam Whitelock is named captain. A- and as he said, the same thing. Let's take the pressure off the bloke. Yeah,
0: yeah. But what about Sam Kane? Stop the speculation. it will be you know, to be hurting the heard the poor
2: kid. Senz. So here's the timeline, and I don't I don't dredge this up just to make anyone feel bad or to again I can't believe I have to qualify this. I'm not dredging any of this up to make anyone at New Zealand Rugby feel bad about themselves. This isn't personal. This is my observation of the way it's played out this week. 0800 150 811, where to from here? Uh, Why isn't Scott Robertson coaching the All Blacks 15 on the end of year tour? Surely NZR would have signed him up to do that when they announced the tour before the Ireland tour. Did they offer him that role and did he turn it down to coach the Barbars? Richie, great question. Brilliant question, Richie, and I don't know. Um, can you guys comment, is intellectual rugby capital retained at Super Rugby and Provincial level? For example, the Crusaders haven't conceded a line-out drive for ages. Why doesn't Sam Whitelock bring that intel to the All Blacks to use, or are they just not well-drilled enough? From Pete. Pete, uh, this is a question, Kimpi. you probably can answer. When players come from club level to international level, do they get to bring the parts of the game plan in, or is it on the coach and you just look to your new coach and there can be a completely different way to play and you leave that, you park that at the door?
0: Well, it was a little bit different in my day because, you know, our coaches, Frankie, was a really good um, manager. A lot of other coaches weren't coaching out of the the NRL, which was what we were coming out. So we were all bringing game plans to the table, especially the senior players, saying this is the style that we think will beat the teams that we're up against. Um, but yeah, I, I think in the modern day, it's it's really that the coaches have a plan, um, and I'll and I'll and I'll qualify that by saying um, this that. Izzy and a number of, of very good um, people that can analyse the game have said that this pod rugby that they've been playing has been caught up and surpassed, mm-hmm. you know. And what we haven't seen is that innovation, such as what Andy Farrell brought down here with the rush defence and the way that he played at speed over the advantage line to score those wonderful tries and and take that um, that I guess the attack to the All Blacks. We haven't seen that here at the all-black side. So I don't think you've got players coming in at this level around Fozzie and his team and saying, well, this is what we want to do. Um, You do have your senior groups that sometimes if you put them together, like in most senior groups at rugby league level, you've got your spine. And when a coach is saying, this is what I want you to to deliver, they do have input into saying, well, we think that this might work um, if we do it this way. But at, at the all black level, mate, I reckon you come in and you adopt their system and you just try and deliver it. That's one of the biggest I reckon that's one of the biggest issues and that's what people are saying. They just they don't seem to be gelling with what's being told. Uh, what they're being told to do.
2: And Izzy's not here, but Kempy, I would completely agree. My my inference would be completely what you've painted the picture. I think new regime, you've got the Ian Foster is meant to be the best coach in New Zealand. Let's be honest, you've got the best job in the world. So I think you park it at the door. Great. Some messages here on double eight double three but oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven we're two here for New Zealand rugby. Talk to us about this. How are you feeling? Where are your emotions at? Chris is O D T reckons Kane has gone as Captain, Callum Grace is in, DeGroote is in. Yeah, I read that as well, Chris, and uh, other media have picked that up. Boys, it's clear cut. The crew in the All Black ship has been leading them into a shipwreck. It's all coming out. It started when they let AIG be a billboard on our sacred jersey. Now, Ultrad, it shows that business and money has been the focus for getting our grassroots and community from Troy. Interesting perspective, Troy. Lads, the most telling press conferences are the ones that never happen. It's from Cameron and, well, geez, it's generated some content this week, hasn't it, Cameron? Gig reckons that Razor will never be coached because NZR don't like him. And Daniel sent through a very pithy message I'll get to on the other side of this. So will Kempi be off the back fence. It's 21 minutes past seven. Here with the Kempe's Warehouse. Great savings every day. I want you to ring the show and I want you to talk to us about how you're feeling. As a New Zealand rugby fan this week, when you've heard that timeline of events, where does it leave you? Back after this.
1: Izzy and Gimby are
0: off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse.
2: Yeah, another year. More champions bred down there in the Mata, Mata pastures, and uh, we're off to the races. And so is Sammy Spratt, who's getting on a plane to go to the Openaki Cup, and she's on the line now. Hey, Sam.
3: G'day. How are you? Watch, it's a Good morning.
2: <laughs> we're good. We're, we're you doing a bit of track work? Chilly morning. Where where are you? What are weather and track conditions? Where you are, Sam? What are you up to?
3: Uh, they're pretty moist underfoot, foot, that's for sure, and a bit chilly. But um, no, the sun's out, the guns are out, and it's a beautiful day.
0: It's nice down <laughs> there. Why the right. guns
3: are out? I'm wearing a big puffer jacket, but... is, <laughs> there, is there
0: much wind down there, Sam? Where are you, Sammy?
3: No, oh, no, sorry. I'm I'm only in Puckacoli. I'm not too far. Haven't, haven't ventured too far yet. So what's
2: um what's what's putting you on the plane to head down to the Openaki Cup meeting? You're doing a bit of travel, you're back you're with uh you're getting some nice rides at the moment, Sam, but you're doing a bit more travel or you're kinda of getting climbing back in. Is this a second wind?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, like I not really. I was either there or Rotorua and I Rotorua's a long way to drive as well and it'll be wet and yeah, just had a few obviously crystallizing that was going to the Aki Cup, and yeah, so just opted to go that way, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the old travelling, to be fair, um, yeah, it's quite a miss to get down there, but hey, it will be a bit of fun. Hey, so, let yeah. actually,
2: you, you're probably the perfect person to ask, because, uh, you know, we can talk a bit of racing if you want a little bit later, but at the jockey life, it's a it's a very interesting life, and some of these young jockeys, they go, you know, they'll be riding at Riverton, and then they'll be riding at Awapuni, and then they'll be riding at Ruakaka and then... The, back in the day, you would have done a fair bit of travel yourself when you're establishing yourself, but the travel aspect of it, like how many flights do jockeys miss and how much pressure is there on timelines?
3: Yeah, it's not too bad. Like, um, yeah, you can, as I said, yeah, if you want to, I mean, you can ride God, pretty much all but every day of the week if you really wanted to. Um, and, yeah, and I guess you do when you're sort of starting out a bit younger. Um, but, yeah, I'm just sort of not a huge fan of, um, fan of the old travelling. Um, so but yeah like at the same time sort of will uh, to an extent and and sort of mainly I guess the sort of bigger meetings you'll sort of travel down to them Um, but even then I'm sort of like unless I've got a chance, a horse that's really a decent chance in the race I sort of don't see the point in travelling all the way down there just to ride in in the race or in a you know in a big race might as well just ride at a local meeting so um, yeah I sort of yeah do a little bit
2: yeah, well, you are but, the, um, the most yeah. winning group one woman jockey in the world, Sam, oh, so, you know. Oh, thank
3: you. So what, thank do you you like yeah. about, what do you like about
2: Crystal Sam? What do you think he's got a
0: chance? Oh, I
3: just think I just think it's been going some quite nice races. Um, I you know, I just think he'll be right. He doesn't mind the mud. The only thing is it's going to probably be pretty sticky down there. And I don't know. When he's won, it's been on heavy tracks at, say, Turapa and places like that that haven't been true deep heavy. Um so whether or not it's going to find that a little bit hard work, um can't really say I haven't sort of ridden the horse, but um, hey, it's got decent decent enough um, you know, wet track form. And I just think, yeah, I thought its last run was actually not too bad. Had to do all, it did a lot of work down the back, then sort of ended up back on the inside where it was not such good a track, and I think it just locked up a little bit. 1,400 metres, I think, is more its go. Um and, yeah, I just think it's sort of, you know, it was decent enough ride to go down there for, that's for sure. And had a couple of Graham Thomases as well. that They are going to be nice rides. They're good mudders. So I um, thought, yeah, might as well go play in the mud down there, try that <laughs> mud
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: had a lot of facials up here with the, with the uh, northern mud. I thought I'd try the old Karanaki mud.
2: Yeah. It's like gold, that stuff. I uh, if it tastes
0: any different. <laughs>
3: Well, I wonder why everyone looks so young and fresh in Taranaki That's right, good mud. <laughs> it's the coast.
2: Yeah. It's the coastal breeze. Sammy, you, you, you might come back with a facelift. Who knows? Um, what what, what, what
3: well, do you on the road I want to come back smelling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: crystallize, what you said just then—that it's that that mud—it's sticky, and it's going to be a sticky track. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Like when you're when you're we're talking about riding on different versions of heavies, and some horses, outside, you never really know until a horse gets into a, vo- a variation of a heavy. Whether they can get through it, Kimpi, So you know, is in the ownership of just ask me, and he's a true mudder. But when you get oh. on, when you get on one and you feel one that gets through it, what is that like?
3: Oh, it's 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 a really good feeling because it's, you're not sort of going up and down and having to carry them. Like you get something that goes through the mud, you can be on a heavy twenty track, and it um and yeah and it doesn't even feel like it. You just skip through. It um definitely makes the job a lot easier. And this time of year, and in these heavy tracks. That's pretty much what you need. You just need a, a Speed almost doesn't even matter. If you've got a horse that can get through the mud, uh, you're laughing. Um, that's why you see, I think, in the winter, a lot of $25 shots and that getting up because it's not necessarily the fastest horse. It's They've just got through the mud. I mean, it's like us, if we try and run through a bog, your, your legs just go down and it takes a bit to pull them out again, so yeah, it can be hard work.
2: Hey, you've got you, you pointed out that um, uh, Graham Thomas has a couple of mothers that are down there. See you in a bit. One, it actually was going nice races, and it broke through and it won its maiden at Waikato last start. Uh, do you suspect you weren't on that day? I think it was Bridget Grills. But do you suspect mm. that you might be able to run a good race here, full fifty, a dollar ninety? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think I think both of Graham's are you know are really good chances. As I said, they they should handle the mud, and they will handle that sort of mud. I think um, they've had form on on true mud tracks, <laughs> uh, and so um, I think they yeah they shouldn't have a problem. That was just as I said, my only worry was crystallised. Whether see, that's the thing. It's hard because yeah, you'll go oh, it's one on a heavy track, but yeah, there's different sorts of heavies, and so and uh, it's sort of one on the uh, Waikato sort of heavies that haven't been really uh, deep, so. It's, that's going to be my new Rory was uh, crystallised, but yeah, no, Grahams too shouldn't, shouldn't have a problem on that behalf, that's for sure.
2: Alright, Sammy, before we let you go, um, who are you doing yes. a bit of track work for at the moment? Because I see you, you've been, you pop up in the, the Cambridge Stud Colours here and there, and they've obviously got some beautifully bred ones. Is there anything that you've done a bit of work on heading into the spring that you're kind of going, ooh?
3: Not really. Um, I sort of tend to just ride like, you know, a lot of friends and people when they're stuck, and, and at the moment it's sort of hard to Finding track work riders, um, and so I've sort of people who are really stuck or riders have been hurt or anything like that, I sort of go and fill in. But to be fair, a lot of horses I sort of ridden haven't necessarily come back and work. Um, I got really, really excited uh, with one of Gina Marnie's, that noble win that won the other day when I rode it at the track. I was like, Oh, hello, but then it's gone to Hong Kong, so I was like, Oh, goodbye. Yeah, I, was on, <laughs> but, that, I uh, was
0: on that, Sam, that day. That was a <laughs> yeah. really good ride.
3: Yeah, I was, yeah, when I went, I rode at work and I was like, oh, we got so excited and, um, but then, yeah, I soon got deflated, that's for sure. I was a little bit like the warrior to get excited and then you soon get deflated, but um, yeah, it's, it's off to Hong Kong now, it's a shame, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah,
0: you had another group one there, eh? you know that. Hey Sam, what just just before you go, what other sports do you like watching?
3: Um, Oh, uh, just sort of really anything, I have only really follow things just like anyone else does, but follow a bit of rugby. The supercars sort of follow them quite a bit. And um yeah, but most sports are sort of um yeah, just, just like going fast eh? Way. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Anything to do with racing. But um golf I find a little bit boring. I'm a huge golf fan. <laughs> but, like,
2: yeah. but hey, to, i hey, t-
3: tried to watch golf before and it's not worked
2: I tell you what though if the Saudi Arabians wanted to back a rebel jockey league you'd be taking the contract the, the, you'd, yeah. you'd be taking the big, the big LIV offer hey Sam great to catch up all the best for crystallising your other rides in the weekend yeah thank you there you go Sammy, yes. Sammy Spratt absolutely, she's a good sort uh, just total character and um, genuinely World's most winning woman Group 1 jockey. Let's catch up with a... Uh, oh, he's a Kiwi icon, really, out of the 90s and then into the 2000s. He was a hell of a big man. Anoki Yafiyaki is on the line. Uh, he's a New New Zealand citizen. Well, that sounds a bit silly. And he's actually running for Wellington City Council. And I've just been told he's on the line. The boys out the back, Inoki, reckon that your neighbour's roof came off last night.
1: My Neighbours roof. It was actually the Victoria University hostel. So uh, I had to call double, Triple One for the first time in my life and explain to them, hey, there's a, there's a roof coming off here. You want to pick it before it falls on someone." Um, so yeah, the, 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 the uh, fire brigade turned up. Uh, three of them got on their ape-sailing gear and, um, and and rescued the situation. Eh? I thought I felt like I saved the life. I was pretty uh, pretty wrapped with that. No, but yeah, it was um, it was powerful stuff, and it just. Um, being in Japan and being in cyclones in and, 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 and Tonga, uh, it's dangerous, you know. Things fly and hit you, and, and, and it's not going to end well.
0: No. but so well, yeah, you, it was... Um, more, more no Noki, you, you have enough of that trouble up in Tonga, don't you, with the cyclones that come through, so you know... I know, you know I know. You know all about that, mate. Just moving through this identity stuff, do you feel mm. as though your identity has finally been recognised, um, you know, with your, with your heritage?
1: A, yeah, it's a weird one, because we're in a new... Area on the planet, and it's it's a big mixing pot, and things haven't settled. and And I grew up here as a kid in a class that was like the United Nations, and we've, we've all gone on and done amazing things. And we were all Kiwis, and you know, we we, we turned up in primary school not being able to speak English, uh, not many of <laughs> us. Um, and and at the end of it all, we saw ourselves through the lens that we were Kiwis. Uh, yes, exterior, you know, with brown and and. Area of the colour, um, but we were you know we didn't have an identity crisis after going through that that you know those many years of being mates. Um, but unfortunately, when you meet other people, even in New Zealand, that that don't know you or sort of you know they, the the immediate the immediate sort of um, what they see is what they think, and and that still exists, which is sad. Uh, So, you know, when I put my application through the first time to be a New Zealand citizen because I couldn't get back in the country, and you know our deal, we we get our work overseas and we find it hard to get work back in New Zealand. Uh, And when when I finally decided, look, I I should really get this sorted out uh, for the future and I want to be back in New Zealand, Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, my plea fell on the the wrong person. Uh, who had had no time to, to sort of look through who I was. And what I did, um, and that's, uh, and I've got a bit of, you know, he, he, the guys that that have a bit of grit and, and will keep asking and I uh, keep asking questions will go through the rigmarole to get to the final, to the end, but 90, 95% of the people don't have the budget or money to, to, to carry on that fight and carry on that persistence, which is, so fundamentally, we got something wrong in, the, in, that, in that part of our immigration law, that that that's not actually law. You know, this is just the policies and regulations they put inside there. And this, this one was put in there to the nine eleven bombing of America, the Twin Towers. So you got to ask the question, if that was the reason why they put it in, what's the threat of me doing that in New Zealand? And the answer is zero. So that's the reason why you put this particular hurdle in. Can you please apply it in that fashion? Yeah. So that, you know, things like that. Things like that really sort of hurt me because, you know, these... Box stickers, so don't know why they were ticking that box.
2: Nah, the whole system's completely deprived of logic and okay. And look, I tell you what, I um, it's Louis here, man, and I resonated with your story when I read the article in the newsroom um, yesterday. My mum's married to a Samoan Lulani, and he struggled to get New Zealand citizenship. For years, because they could they keep getting the wrong person and just like little fickle details you're not being able to prove yeah. this or that the most minute ridiculous details and you're so right, you comment <laughs> about it comes across across the wrong person's desk on the wrong day, and all your yeah. months of work of compiling this rigmarole of information it's kind of like kicked back to to phase one and it's um it's quite insulting and it 's quite an emotional process for a lot of people so with that in mind you um are you, are you, like, is that a big part of where your community focus is at and trying to help yeah, other people? Yeah,
1: exactly. So being in sport and finishing being a pro player, I decided, look, go to coaching. So I found that coaching was just another situation was, you know, I would want to be coach because it was, they're, they're getting it rough. So I thought, well, let's, let's get into the administrative side and see if I can get into the governance side and create an environment there where, where coaches are treated better because there was their one team down in the south They've got it. They they look after their, their players and their coaches, and and there's there's a, there's a succession planning process in place. And Canterbury, and, and I don't like saying that, but they've they've got that. And they you've got to you've got to look after your people better. You've got to know them better. So despite all the, the the bureaucracy that's in there, have a look why you got the bureaucracy there. Tweak it, tweak it to make it fit your group. Uh, and I, I feel that things are tweaked, but just left to the side. And and the poor graduate that comes out of university that ends up working at uh, in, in government really doesn't have a feel for it. So they're just ticking a box, and that's their job. And their boss will get angry if they don't tick the box. So uh, it's just that, you know, that if you're going to do something, really understand why you're doing it. And that's what our writing policy to try and tweak things to make things better for, for people that have to work in, in any, any environment, especially in sport, Um I feel that that has given me some really good skills in governance and I can, I can take that across to, to working in, in, in local council because we've got a bit of a dysfunctional council here in Wellington and it's, it's a lot of people are, are disappointed. point want to change. Um, being in the building industry for the last two years, uh, I didn't realise how much of the building industry is controlled by, by local government. So again, I thought, well, I could actually be, be a better place on, 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 on local government. Um, so that's where I'm moving to now. Um, I'm actually right at a um, mates in construction. So, so Slay McFarlane has led this. How cool is that? Yeah. So I'm in. Cool. I'm here. I'm in here. Yeah. I'm in here now. Uh, and suicide's a big thing in the construction industry, and, this, and, and the construction industry is so important for New Zealand. Uh, obviously, I've got questions for why government aren't doing enough to get more tradies or, or more apprentices in. Because there's a promise on the site that I'm at that of about 30 apprentices from government to be in there for kanga Ora to build these uh, social housing in Wellington. And I've be been there for a year and I'm waiting and there's nothing. And I'm thinking, come on, guys, you promised it. Where is it? Where's your mechanism to put apprentices on site to get this promise done to, to the, you know? And, and I'm, I'm a labor man. I mean, I, I love labor, but I'm not happy but they can't fulfill promises. So that's probably another reason why I, I, I can be in a position to try and facilitate what they promise, because I, I don't see enough people in that area, like coaches for players, that facilitate that dream that New Zealand want to be the best in the world. You know, you've got to look after your coaches. You've got to look after all the mechanisms that make great players. And every great player will tell you, mate, was my coach. So, yeah, nice so match.
0: That's really, really nice, that, um, that conversation. And good luck for you getting into local council um, in and around these broken promises. And they are just promises. You know, one of them you, you, you would have seen this week where they said, well, if you've got enough money and you're, and you're, and you're from overseas, well, you can just come and live here. Um, and so yeah. they're basing on immigration, on how many how many dollars you got on your pocket to help our economy. So, mate, um, I really get that. But just moving back to the rugby side of things, how, what about um, Malachi Ficato and Charles Piatel From from your perspective, are you really um, happy with how those two boys uh, and their dual heritage has played out over the over their careers?
1: yeah i was over the moon i was um i'm, I'm, I'm one of the directors on the the play of welfare uh, for the pacific boys up in up in europe and and i was banging on that for the last i don't know 10 years because we are our heritage to us is like our dna and we you know we we grow up speaking tongan we we, we go we we go to church our parents speak tongan we are like per day 90% Tongan. And when we leave our front door, you know, we, we, we enter another world. And that's like growing up. And then you're telling us that we can only be one type of person? Um, no, I, I think we should celebrate our diversity because our diversity is what gives us the edge. Our diversity is what makes New Zealand famous. So why, why, or why can't we go and help our people, which include Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, or anywhere in the Pacific, and just call them brothers, um, and, you know, so whatever we're not supporting Tonga, we're supporting the All Blacks. Uh, unfortunately, I've got more cousins that play for Australia, which, you know, makes it really difficult. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, yeah, but, but, uh, that but tier, they're in our neighbourhood. two,
2: anyway. That tier two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it, um, yeah, I, I just think that... Uh, we got to celebrate this diversity because it gives New Zealand the edge. Having more than one language spoken on the street is not a threat. It's showing how beautiful this country is. Um, and, and learning about our past wrongs, or whoever did those wrongs, is actually just a really good process of understanding how not to make mistakes in future. So you know that whatever happened in the All Blacks last week, let's learn from that. Let's not hide from the fact that we made some big mistakes. Address them and do well next week. Simple. <laughs>
2: <York>. <laughs> yeah, you are making too much sense, Anoki. Uh, hey, before we let you go, look, you, you've played, if you look up your rap sheet, I mean, you've played, uh, obviously, in, in your hometown in Welly there. You went up to Japan. You played in Wales, France. When you, when you got, went around the world on your travels, and that was very much in those late 2000s where the professional game was taking a leap up there, and then you look... Fast forward to twenty twenty two, and say the northern hemisphere teams how sophisticated their rugby is and their style of rugby. Just the development of footy as a global game. What have you observed throughout your career into now? oh
1: the game has changed. It's um, it's industrialised. It's pro. It's real pro. It's a factory. Now uh, the 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 artisans of the artists of the sport that that did magical stuff. And you know the, the Wellington team do that. That's that's our trademark for the backs. They just do stuff out of the hat. So that's disappeared. And we're seeing a little bit by in, including uh, Mana Pacifica and, um, uh, and Dua. So that's that's that magic is gone. Uh, we've industrialised it with mul- multiple you know um, process of getting for kids through academies. We've killed the spirit of the game. Um, my, my, my solution to that is that, that, yes, we have a pro side that goes out and makes money. Fair, great. Do, do what boxing does. You go do the pro stuff. We need a rugby that is community and amateur-based, that keeps the essence of what rugby was. And that's when rugby was at its height, when it was amateur, when you had guys enjoying mates, drinking beers, going to, going to tournaments, and and enjoying each other's company. And, you know, you can have a bit of a rough scrap on the field, but at the end of the day, you're shouting him a beer. So that's rugby at its best, in my view. Uh, the the industrialised rugby is a show, and New, New Zealand have a lot to learn from America on what a show is. Um, and we still, you know, so we're just, uh, it, it, it's a, to me it's a failed experiment, pro-rugby. It's, 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 um, it started off, started off pretty well with the first decade, but they didn't, they didn't do things that they needed to do to, to make it a community-based event. They failed, in my view. Uh and so they've gotta they've gotta get a bunch of Americans to probably run that part, to be honest. Because we don't know how to do it.
2: Well, the World Cup the World Cup's heading there, Kimfi, you got one last thing for Anoki? Uh, hey mate, how's
0: the, how's all the final, mate? Kahu, uh Tokyo? You've you've are you You've got a you've got yeah, a um exactly. an opera singer in there too, mate. How's the brothers?
1: Oh no, no everyone is doing well. We're just um you know, well, we we arrived in this island in uh Aotearoa and we had a few big cousins on on, on the, the coolest guys with the astros and you know the bell, bell bottom jeans and you know they were they were cool. So we were lucky we fell in a bunch of cool guys <laughs> and uh, and that's that's a that's a cool thing about sport and having good mates is that you you, you you're put into an inclusive bunch that that will show you around and get you involved. Uh, and that's the, that's the New Zealand that I remember and I want is that no matter who turns up on our shores, even if they're rich bastards, you get them <laughs> inclusive into the community, you take their money, and you put it in the sport. Yeah? So, yeah, bring them, but give us your money, and you can be part of us.
2: Uh you've been electric, Anaki. Um, yeah, awesome to catch up with you this morning. And, oh, awesome. I don't, I don't even think I should say congratulations for your citizenship because it just is what it is, mate. But um, uh, great to have you on the program this morning. Loved your thoughts on sport and uh, culture and community and hope you go well in these upcoming uh, local government elections.
1: Oh, thank you. And just do whatever you can to boast about me. South, <laughs> South Ward and Wellington, everyone in there Knox is going to run for, for, for a spot. <laughs> I'm going against the Greens and Labour. Well, well, you know, they've got a war chest of money to spend on their candidate. That's not fair. Yeah, but, that's right. But, you know, yeah, exactly. We'll carry on. Thanks, guys, <laughs> for having me on this morning. Awesome. All good.
3: Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Triple. <laughs>
2: We'll just say, uh, Kempe, and I know you'll echo this, a quarter of away from nine, uh, Izzy, we're thinking of you this morning, mate. Um, we know that this time of year particularly, it's uh, going to be a, a, a tough and emotional one for you, so thinking of all of the dag Fano, if there's anyone listening, um, thinking of you all a uh, year since you lost uh, well, your beautiful mum, and I know Izzy, you're spending some time with the family this morning and holding your... Baby's close and Daisy, so uh, thinking of you, mate, and I don't know Kempi, we go that.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome, Louis. Nice call out to our mate, um, the dagger. Yep, we're thinking about your brother, and uh, yeah, you enjoy your weekend and you enjoy spending time with Fano and we'll uh, catch up with you on Monday.
2: 100%. 15 away from nine, okay. For a second week in a row, I've got to give it to Ireland. And I don't even mind doing this, they were sensational. And you know who was sensational? johnny sexton rob Kearney played 95 times for ireland and he had a
1: special shout out i like the position of number 10 very much to a quarterback in, in american football you know you just see things a little bit quicker with the yeah. experience your decision making at the line regardless if you've got two three four options you take the right one and, and and that's something that i'm seeing really good from him at the moment
2: no he was a freak he pulled strings left right and uh had a on an absolute platter for his outsides and his forwards. I'm well Johnny Sexton. Yeah,
0: Johnny Sexton with a big S on his chest. He was Superman in that series. And on Tuesday we celebrated SCNZ's one-year anniversary and the best interview, I think, this year with Frank Bunce. He took some time to speak to us about the root cause of the All Blacks' struggles on the world stage. I
1: was talking to Walter Little yesterday about it. He rang me up. He was moaning. Yeah. Cause he said, oh, we're, we're almost paying for, for what we've done to rugby. As a whole, you know, from the club rugby, NPC, the heart's been ripped out of, like, a community game. Ouch. All for the top level. He thinks that we're paying, uh, paying a bit of a price for that now.
0: Two smart centres played side by side, talking about how to fix the game.
2: Oh, that was, um... Well, when you think about what he's saying, pretty incredible. Um, speaking of incredible... Wow. Cam Smith... 30 on the back nine at the open to win the 150th major. Um, oh, birdied the last. We watched it in here Monday morning. And pinner, Sam Pinfold, his kiwi caddy from Parapara Umu Golf Club down there on the Kapiti Coast, he said that they weren't worried for a second.
1: He actually made a comment to me on about the
0: 16th hole on Saturday, and he says, ah, we need to give these boys four shots head start anyway. <laughs> right? And I said, yeah. yeah. So, him and that's it, that, 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 that. That, that, that's him in a nutshell. Most guys will be down the dump, thinking they've lost the tournament, and you know it's it's gone, and you know Rory and Victor are running off four in front, and he makes
2: a comment like that, and I mean it's just it's pretty amazing. What an absolute unit! Like mental toughness in bucket loads that he and they had a mere on uh, sixteen, and he's come back and he's. He's shot like that and putted like that the, on the final day at the 150th Open. I mean, how much? How impressed were you with Cam Smith and, pin, and Pinners? Oh, uh,
0: everyone shed a tear when they saw Pinners on telly um, just wiping away the tears. So well done, boys. Yep, the Anzacs got it done on the 150th uh, occasion. They're beautiful to watch. And we also caught up with old Skip Baz McCullen yesterday to talk about Tabata. Nah, nah, we talked about what makes a good leader and the best way to deal with criticism. He knows how to do that, unlike NZR. He was happy to respond and give an optimistic take on the All Black situation.
1: To see how much it's hurt the New Zealand people with the performance of the All Black is actually a positive thing because it means that the people of New Zealand genuinely care about our number one product. So
2: true, Kimby.
0: Mate, glass half full. He just came out and went bang. You should be happy that everyone's angry. It means that everyone loves you so much. Go and talk to them.
2: It's not a lost cause. Go and talk to them. Izzy said it multiple times this week. We can win the World Cup. 100%. But we of course need to, we, can. we need to be brave. We need to take risks. We need to fail fast. These are all things that New Zealand rugby are wanting to do. Well, let's hear about it. And the, the tipple of the week, I think it's only fair that a couple of weeks ago you gave... The tipple of the week to the Warriors fans after the week that had. Well, I want to give the tipple to New Zealand rugby fans, and and not even necessarily All Blacks fans, but people that play our national game in the community, volunteers in the clubs, those of you that really are married to the sport for the right reasons, and that is followed all the way through to supporting the All Blacks through thick and thin. We care, we want them to be better, and for you, hang in there. The light is coming at the end of the tunnel. It might not be for a while yet, I can't tell you where. I don't read I I don't read crystal bulls, but they will be great again. And we'll get this, we'll get through this, and I think New Zealand rugby should be so proud to have supporters that we've heard like you throughout the week. So, tipple of the week, to New Zealand rugby fans keep you. Awesome.
3: I realise you're sweet, Laurie.
2: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rugby fan. Are you a rugby fan? I am. Oh, I've done it again, ginger.